0: this is andy webb with lifestyles unlimited and as always we're working on your financial freedom and on today's show i want to answer the question why real estate how can investing in residential real estate help you attain that financial freedom i'm going to talk uh, broadly through the lifestyles unlimited model the uh, process of buying renovating and, and leasing a house just upper level To help answer that question and and, and really if you if you pay attention you'll you'll see it's not that hard it's it's not as scary as maybe you imagine to go out and buy that house and just to manage a rent house if you follow the right model and if you do follow the right model you can mitigate a lot of the risk and a lot of the fears again if you do it right and speaking of mitigating risk, we'll get to this later in the show. Um, I'll talk just briefly about insurance because that is one of the tools that we use. And I do want to tell you, I, I goofed up recently. Uh, I goofed up recently on uh, during an insurance claim, a hail claim, and it could have cost me a few thousand dollars. So I'm going to share share with you what I did so you don't do the same thing. And uh, yeah, keep 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 you in the clear with with your adjuster if you happen to talk with them. So we'll get to that later. And what I want to do is talk through what I've been doing. You know, really what we've been doing as, as investors at Lifestyles Unlimited, I've been doing it for over a decade now, but we have thousands of Lifestyles Unlimited members that have been doing single family investing for even, even longer than that. I mean, if you think about it, Lifestyles Unlimited has been around for over 32 years now. That's a very long track record. And, and our members, they don't just buy houses. That's what we'll talk about today. We, we also invest in apartments. You may not have known that. You too can invest in 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 apartments. You don't have to have millions of dollars to do this thing. And it's a really a good way to garner some huge returns if you do get into the apartments, apartment space. But my focus today will remain with the single family rental house. Why that simply put, that's where a lot of people start. And there, there are various reasons for that. It, It it maybe it just seems easier to you. It's a house. It's a little box, not a giant apartment community. It's, it's more bite-sized, in essence, and maybe less intimidating than apartments, perhaps. Even if you're doing what I do, I'm just a passive investor in apartments. I'm not managing the process in, in any particular way. I just put my money in, pooled to t- together with other investors. I'm passively investing. It's very easy. It's not intimidating now, but but I can understand where it might be at the outset. That house is something you are familiar with. Many of you are homeowners already. You own your own personal residence. Though I'll tell you, investing in a rental house, it's different. It makes you money compared to your house. In fact, the show I did just last week was titled The Difference Between Rental Assets and Your Primary Residence Liability. In fact, if you missed that show, you can go to our website, LifestylesUnlimited.com. That was October 21st. That is archived there together with the shows from our other great hosts and, of course, Del Walmsley, who founded Lifestyles Unlimited, 3+. plus decades ago. So let's start with the question, why real estate? That broader question, why do we invest in that? And you may be thinking, how is a single family house going to get me to financial freedom? Well, quite frankly, one single family house will not do that, but it will show you that the path to financial freedom through residential real estate is not as challenging as you may have thought. And you'll realize after you buy that very first house, you go through the process of renovating it and leasing it, you'll realize that one single-family rental house wasn't that bad, and you can do another one, and another one after that, and another one after that. It becomes a process. It's very repeatable. Even though houses on different streets and different neighborhoods may appear slightly different, the process is very it's very much the same. It's very much repeatable which is why single-family houses really can get you to that financial freedom. And when you buy that first single-family rental property, it will show you why we as members at Lifestyles Unlimited have been buying both houses and apartments for decades. We make money five ways. That is huge. Now, cash flow, you'll hear us talk about that on the show all the time. And one single-family house may create anywhere from 200 to $500 a month in monthly cash flow that is monthly profit that is coming into my pocket that I keep to use however I need 200 to $500 and you attain financial freedom when you are able to fulfill your monthly obligations meet your monthly expenses for your household passively without having to go into work every day you do that by building up well let's just say you as a household spend $5,000 per month Then you'll need to build up enough cash flow that is coming in passively every month from your investments from your houses that you no longer have to work and it is very easy to do with houses that's how my wife and i did it now again one single family house may create anywhere from two to five hundred dollars per month so how many houses do you have to get to to meet that five thousand dollars in expenses that's a question for you and you'll have to sit down and figure out what what exactly are my monthly expenses as a household what's that number that I need to attain and if I can get 200 per house how many houses if I can get 500 per house how many houses that may define help you define something we'll talk about very briefly later your investing criteria what do I need to buy again very easy to do with houses I'm not gonna get there I'm not gonna get that cash flow with my 401k or IRA is it paying you every month no I keep hearing ads for gold right now given the inflation Does gold pay you every month? No. Going back to your personal residence, is it paying you every month? No, but a rent house does. And a portfolio of rental houses will. And that cash flow will grow. It will snowball. And that's how you get to financial freedom today we're talking about just why we're buying houses to get to financial freedom and investing in residential real estate. A lot of members at Lifestyles Unlimited don't touch single family. Maybe they started out that way. That's how I began. And then they shift into apartments. Some go straight to apartments. A lot of people go to the two-day financial freedom seminar. Eyes are open just constantly, day one talking about single family, then day two getting into apartments. And that's usually when people make their decisions. Okay, I've got the capital. I'm going this route, or I don't quite have the capital yet to get into apartments, I'm going to start to build that capital by investing in single family houses. And when you buy that first house, if you have never bought a rental property, you're probably scared, you're nervous, you have a lot of fears. And there are ways that we mitigate those fears. There are ways that we mitigate the actual risk that does exist that that may be out there. And as you get educated, you you learn how to apply these tools. You learn how to use the process to help you mitigate the risk. We'll we'll get into that here in just a moment. But getting back to the why of that single-family house. Again, one house will not get you to financial freedom, but you'll very quickly see that it throws off cash flow. And that's just one of the ways that we make money. 200 to $500 a month. I saw a couple of houses last week or two weeks ago that hit my inbox over $600 in net profit. That is per month that I'm keeping from those rental properties. Add two of those to your portfolio, you're, you're north of $1,200. There are actually two of them available, in fact. So we make our money on the cash flow and that's what we're going to build up. We're going to build up that cash flow snowball as you add another house and another house and another house after that and managing a portfolio of single family houses, even if they're spread all across Dallas, Fort Worth, like mine are. When I got to house number four, I realized, you know what? This is actually easier to do now because I've got cash flow coming in. I've got processes in place. It's much easier than house number one was. But you got to cut your teeth on house number one. You have to get started, and you have to experience that cash flow because that's when you really will realize, wow, this works. And you'll add that next house, like I said, and so on. And eventually, you're going to meet... Or even better, you're going to exceed your monthly household expenses with that monthly cash flow that's coming in the door. Whether you're sleeping, whether you're eating, whether you're going to the state fair with your your children, going to the soccer game on Saturday. doesn't matter what you're doing. That cash flow is coming in. It's passive. You're going to exceed those expenses. That's when you're financially free. That's when you no longer have to go into that, that job. The thing I love about my houses, though, is that it does not stop with cash flow. There are a lot of what I'm going to call equity plays in there. Uh, Other ways that we make our money through our houses, number one of those, we buy right, and through the process, we create equity capture. This can be thousands of dollars. This can be tens of thousands of dollars that we make at the outset of the project. Equity capture. On top of that, what do we do? We're, it's a rental property. We put a resident into place. They're paying that mortgage. I'm getting the cash flow, but at the same time, they're paying that mortgage down for me. That's equity buildup. They pay a little bit of the principal for me every month. That can be 150, 200, 250 dollars. Nothing to sneeze at. It's in the background. It's on paper until you sell the property, but it can easily be a good eight percent return just on that little piece, equity buildup, market appreciation. Now this has been huge. Huge over the past decade in Texas, and we talked about this on last week's show. In Texas, on average, appreciation is it's single digits. It might be three, four, five percent. In fact, the article that we looked at uh, from the Texas A and M University uh, Real Estate Research Center they 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 dialed in four percent as the number they were using in their analysis. So four percent, good good number to run with, and if you're looking at a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar house, you're gonna gain ten thousand dollars just it through appreciation in equity in 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 one year, and it just goes up from there. So appreciation is operating for us quietly in the background as well. And finally there are tax advantages. So it doesn't just doesn't stop with the cash flow. That's what made that's what that's why I started buying ten years ago. We we needed the cash flow to get my wife out of a job that she hated. That was destroying her. And it took us about nine houses, and we'd re- more than replaced her income at that point. And we'd get out, done, best thing she did. But it took building up that portfolio of cash-flowing houses to start. Again, maybe you go the apartment route, but for us at the time, it was houses. So we make money five ways. After that cash flow, we started to realize, wow, okay, we've ca- we've captured a ton of equity through this process. And over the handful of years that we held those first properties, wow, the equity buildup we've seen a lot, a lot of equity growth in the background as that principals paid down the appreciation it wasn't 4% it was much higher and we really got to write off some of our earned income yeah at, at, at using the, the tax advantages you can take certain losses from your from your property and you will experience paper losses through the renovation process on the outset as you buy these houses we were able to apply a certain amount of those losses to our earned income to reduce our taxes and we didn't pay any any taxes on our on our cash flow so we make money five ways. And again, to go back to your other investments out there, is your 401k or your IRA doing that for you? Is it cash flowing? Are you able to take cash every month? No. What about your savings account? We talked about that last week. I was surprised at the, the number of people that keep their wealth in a savings or a checking account even. Um, is that making you money? Five ways. Five ways. Think about any of the other, just take a moment and think about any of the other investments that you may have at this time. Are any of those creating money for you five different ways? If not, if not, try buying a single family rental house. Give that a go. In fact, I want to, I like to look at some of the emails I get from the realty team. I got one a couple days ago out of the Tennessee office, as We have a realty team in Tennessee, Georgia, Arizona, Kansas, Missouri, where we're growing uh, nationally but this house caught my eye it's very good numbers 1979 build um I'm not as familiar with the Tennessee market but here in Texas that would tell me probably PVC we're getting away from the lead based paint lots of lots of upside I like I like things that are newer than 78 in that sense but here's the thing cash out of pocket if I buy this using the the lifestyle's model which means I'm going to buy with hard money it needs work in fact the realtor calls out here that it is a hard money purchase my out of pocket's going to be about $28,000 but here's the cool thing When I'm done with the process of renovating and I refinance out of that hard money loan, we'll get into this here in a moment, but my equity capture is $37,000 just in a couple months. That is a 130% return. Great numbers, but it gets better. That's just one of the ways that we make money. The estimated cash flow per month, $324. That's a 13.6% return on my cash that I've invested into that house. Again, 13.6% just on the cash flow. We didn't even talk about what the equity buildup will look look like over time on this house, or the appreciation in that market, or the tax advantages. Look at your portfolio. What is throwing off 13% returns right now, let alone 130% in just a handful of months? Try buying a single family rental property. Now let's talk a little bit on that note about the process. What is it that we're doing at Lifestyles Limited? There are lots of ways to find and buy houses out there. You can go the straight retail route, pay market, do 20% down, and occasionally we may buy that way for the cash flow. We're going to give up the equity capture if we do that, but we'll enjoy those other benefits. That's the great thing. When you're making money five different ways, you may yield a little bit on one and gain more on the other. So there are there are trade-offs, and it does depend on your goals. What are your investment criteria? And I think before you even start to buy that house, that's something that you need to sit down with your family, with your husband, your wife, and determine what area, type of house, age, rehab level, footprint, what do I want to invest in as my first property? We'll talk about that a little bit more when we come back. Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. The rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Not because that's the way it's set up, but because of the knowledge. When put into action, knowledge is power. At Lifestyles Unlimited, we empower you to live the lifestyle of your dreams through passive real estate income. For over 30 years, our successful members share their knowledge through case studies, classes, and mentoring. Tap into the knowledge. Attend a free workshop online. Register now at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Andy Webb. If you have questions, email me. AskAndy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. Again, that email address, it's AskAndy at L-U-I-N-C dot com. And we're talking today about why, just very broadly, why are we buying single-family houses we're, we buy apartments as well, but I'm focused very squarely on the single-family rental property because for a lot of us out there, that's the easy place to start. That's what we're familiar with. Maybe that's what we have the capital for. So that's where we begin. That's where I begin a little over a decade ago. And actually, before we bought that first house, what did we even do before that? We, we got educated. I had zero background in in real estate. My wife had zero background in real estate. That's where we found lifestyles unlimited listening to this very program uh 11 years or so ago. It took us a while. It took us a while. We drug we drug our feet for a while. We we thought about it, you know took us a while to get started. That's probably the hardest thing for many of you out there. It was the hardest thing for us was just pulling the trigger. But eventually, we got out to the free workshop, and we had our eyes open. A lot of what we're talking about today, the five ways that we make money, very, very important for us at the time. We wanted to build that cash flow, but we also wanted to create the equity and the wealth in the background that we do through our rental properties. So education is hugely important, and I do encourage you to 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 work on that. Don't overdo it. Over the years, I've met a a lot of serial seminar attendees. They go to the seminar, then they go to the next seminar, then they go to the next seminar after that, not just at Lifestyles. I'll see them out at other events, other networking things. Yeah, I'm going to this one, and I just paid for that one, and now I'm doing this one. And after that, I'm going to think about going to this other one. They never quite take action. It seems like they are. It's this this serial education. At some point, you have to pull the trigger and, and get that house, So what does the process at Lifestyles Unlimited look like? We talked about investment criteria. I think that's part of the education is thinking about returns. What kind of cash on cash, what kind of cash flow and cash on cash return can I attain with a single family house in the current market environment? We talk about that on the two-day financial freedom seminar. What sort of equity gain should I see? I just mentioned one in Tennessee, 130% return. What is my target there? These are numbers that you want to think about. And and getting educated will help you fine-tune those so you're not just picking numbers out of the air. Uh, I don't know. Three hundred percent return sounds good. Sounds good to me. No, you, you need to have a realistic, concrete number that you can truly attain in that market that you're targeting. What type of area? You know, I just quoted you a house that was in Tennessee. I'm in Dallas. Can I buy there? Absolutely, I can. Anywhere the Lifestyles Realty team is right now, I'm comfortable going. We've got the infrastructure now in place. Type of house? Well, typically three, two, two, but maybe there's some deviations. We've talked about this on other shows. The age of the house. A lot of people are more comfortable starting with newer properties because why? Well, the renovations aren't quite as substantial. Typically, I've seen some pretty destroyed 1990s builds. It varies by uh, ownership, let's say, but age of property may be a determinant for you. And then of course, that may drive the level of rehab. Do you want to do a, a just a minimal 10 to 20k rehab? Or do you want to do something that's in the 60, 70, 80k? Maybe not the best thing for beginners, but I've seen beginners take on that kind of renovation scope of work perfectly okay. If you have the right team around you, you can do it. That takes me actually to my next point. Even before you buy that house, and I see too many people out there, fire! Ready, aim. They fire, they buy that house, and then they start to think about, oh... I work a full-time job. How am I going to get this thing renovated? I guess I'll do it on the weekends. Now, that may take me a year and a half. No, you need to build your team before you get to that point. That's part of the education. That's part of what you'll learn, in fact, at that two-day seminar is who do you even need on your team? Where do you go to find them? We talk about those things. Do this first. This is actually one of the ways, getting back to an earlier concept of risk mitigation, this is one of the ways that you mitigate risk is by having a power team around you, having a great team, having the right team. And that's a very broad, broad list of people that could be that realty team that I mentioned in Tennessee. That could be the general contractor because again, I had a day job when I started, I can't be out there swinging a hammer. I don't want to be out there swinging a hammer. I don't even know what I'm doing. So I need a general contractor. I need the other trades in place that will be doing that work for me. I'm leveraging their time. Yeah, I'm paying them. That's okay. They're getting the work done far faster than I ever would for far better quality. While I'm able to work through what I'm doing in my job or whatever it is, occupying your time right now, have that team in place. And part of that team, by the way, that's going to be, or your network, that's those will be the people that will help you find those properties. That starts the process. After you're educated, after you've built the team, well, now you got to find the house that you want to buy and fix up and rent. And part of that... Network that will help you find that property. Realtors, obviously, very, very important. They'll help you in a couple other ways. We'll talk about wholesalers. Wholesalers, somebody that's out marketing to home potential home sellers. They get a house under contract. They don't actually intend to buy it. The wholesalers do not. But they'll sell that contract to me, and then I'll buy it. They make a little bit of a spread on top of the the purchase price. There, uh, others, you know, there are other people that may contact properties that you may talk with your your pest control guy. Hey, if you see any houses out there that look, you know, look distressed, maybe give me the lead. Friends and family, I've gotten a lot of houses through that avenue over the years. Just letting people know what we do, they'll help you find that house. And once you find the house, you get it under contract. Very, very important is doing your due diligence. And again, think about that team that you've built. You have that team in place already. You're going to send them in now. The foundation company here in North Texas, we have that clay soil and it moves. It moves a lot. We got a lot of rain uh, this past week. It had been very, very dry before that. What happens to our foundations? They're up, they're down, they're all over the place. So I want to have that inspected by, by a qualified foundation company, send them in the general contractor to get that scope of work. Now I have my preferred vendors at this point. If you're just getting started, you want to get at least three estimates from three different foundation companies from three different general contractors. If you're sending out a roofer, send out three, they'll do a free roof inspection, HVAC company, whatever it is you need home inspector, very important to do that proper due diligence, get that team out there. They're going to send you back there their feedback, their estimates, you're going to you're going to work through that. If you've got a mentor by your side and you have that 50-page inspection report, you may sit down with them. Don't panic. There's a lot of you will find a lot of line items in there that 1950s house is certainly not up to 2020 code. And that inspector is going to call all of those little measly things out a lot of that you can skip but a mentor will help you process that good good very very important part of your team is that mentor as well some people go through this process just fine on their own Uh, many make mistakes I made a mistake with my insurance claim recently I'll tell you about that in the next segment Um, it's important to have somebody that has already gone the path gone down that road It can help steer you clear of those pitfalls, and that's what a mentor does. Um, And that really is what got us going at the start, my wife and I. Going back to that realtor, you're doing your due diligence. Well, you need to know from them whether they helped you find the house or not. Um, You need to know the sales comps. What what am I working towards as I renovate this house? What's going to be my after-repaired market value? That's your target. That's what you're working towards. That's how you create that equity. And what are the lease comps? What have... Similar houses in that neighborhood leased for in the past handful of months. That's what you want to work towards. You want to make sure that you're going to cash flow. Am I going to get the rental amount that I need, given the debt that I'll have in place, in order to cash flow? Very important question. Going back to your investment criteria, is my cash flow going to be at the number I need, and is my cash on cash return? going to meet my objectives. Is my equity capture where I want to see it based on my expected market value? And is my return on equity gain where I want it to be? And again, 130% in Tennessee. That's a phenomenal number. Uh, commonly, it's not quite, quite 100%, but we are seeing increases in equity capture at the moment. Last thing you might do in the process of your due diligence, I like to contact the city. We, again, we buy across Dallas-Fort Worth. We're in, I don't know how many different cities. Every city operates just a little bit differently. I want to know if they have any particular requirements if I plan, and I do plan, to rent the house. Are there registration requirements? Are there going to be some sort of rental inspections and so on? This will also help me inform my scope of work as I get into the renovations. So you're going to get all those bids, estimates, scope of work, figure all that out. You're going to close on the house. What do you do now? Well, you renovate it you renovate it. Going to the Lifestyles model, what are we looking for primarily? We are targeting distressed houses, so we will absolutely need renovation as part of our process. And this part of the process, by the way, it helps us mitigate risk as well, because we buy right and we get a discount on the price due to condition. We're talking now broadly about the Lifestyles limited model, and we're targeting primarily distressed houses, so again, we'll, we'll absolutely need to plan on renovating that house as part of our process. And Again, this, as I was saying, this this helps mitigate risk as well because we're buying rights, so we're getting the property at a discount due to the condition or maybe the seller is just having a fire sale because they have to move for some reason, and because of that, we attain equity capture, which is a big, big way, just one of many ways, but a big, big way that we make money on these single-family houses. Think of this as a big buffer. If you are worried right now about movements in the market, let me grab that listing from the the Tennessee house. Estimated equity capture, 36K. That's on top of the 28 in the property. So that's somewhere north of uh, 60K in equity that I now have in that house. That is a big buffer if I need to take some action in a hurry for some reason, or if I'm worried the market might dip a little bit, it's not going to dip 60K in this example. So that's the extra risk mitigation for you and the lifestyles model that we apply at this point during the renovation phase it's very simple just remember these four words best product best price and best product means i'm going to fix everything that is broken now or could break in the next three to five years and that should then become your target hold period three to five years that's when things do start to wear out again of course with that equity capture I actually might want a shorter hold period right now. And just as a sidebar, again, I mentioned this, we are seeing higher equity deals. So you may want to turn those faster to tap into that equity sooner and grow even faster. Sometimes it's painful to let go of those houses that you fixed up. They're shiny. They're beautiful. The neighbors love it. Your new residents love it. You love it. It's hard to let go, but if you want to grow, you have to do that. But best product, best price. Those four words, remember that. Best product, don't cut corners during the renovations. And you've got those lease comps from the realtor. We mentioned that. What do the other houses in that area, what what do they look like in order to get to that rent number that you want? Mimic those. And of course, if you're buying multiple, multiple houses over time, try to keep to standard materials. If you're working with the same general contract over time, that will probably happen. You can have that conversation. But if you stick with the same materials over and over again, as you add more and more houses to your portfolio, it keeps it easier. You don't have to think as much. The process is fairly straightforward, and it keeps costs down. Standardize. Process. Those are key words here. That helps mitigate risk as well not always doing something new. That's when things pop up. So you're going to buy, you're going to buy right, you're going to buy at a discount. You're going to renovate to the model best product, best price. And we saw the lease comp. So when it comes to leasing the house, we know what other houses in that neighborhood are leasing for. We might slide in just a little bit under market to rent fast. That's a big fear for a lot of people. I won't be able to rent the house. Best product, at the best price best product best price that will yield the best people now as you go through the leasing process you're gonna get a lot of applications especially if you have a great product out there we used the term earlier when we bought the house due diligence we're, we're looking into that thing we're examining it very closely well due diligence when it comes to the leasing process is hugely important screen 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 those applicants I cannot stress this enough in fact I think this is probably more important than the due diligence that you do at the time of purchase. If I uncover something uh, during the renovations that I missed during due diligence, I can correct that with money and time very quickly. If I miss something in my due diligence when doing that background check, I got to live with that contract. Rent, uh, rental leases are typically 12 months, so I'm going to have an applicant and you should have an applicant screening criteria and process in paper format or digital as a PDF. Get it signed before you start that process, and then go through credit, criminal, and background checks. There are a lot of paid services out there, a lot of places where you can go to get that done, and get it done, have that done. You'll need to contact employers, current and prior perhaps, certainly landlords, current and prior, very important. Some people do even the the landlord before that. you want to hear how have they performed, paid on time, pets reported or otherwise damages gave proper notice all the things that you have as part of that screening process get those questions answered and until you have them all answered do not move forward and i'll tell you there's simply put there's a lot of information online social media quick facebook search um, see anything untoward out there in that sphere. LinkedIn, there's so many places where you can gather information or have somebody do that for you. Because again, a lease contract is normally 12 months in scope. So you'll want to be thorough. And once you get that to that lease signing part of the process, be sure you have a solid lease in place that protects you. And if you're not sure what that lease looks like, if you're working with a leasing agent in Texas anyhow, they're probably going to use the Texas Association of Realtors Lease. Good good product. You can become a member at some of the organizations around the state. Uh, For example, I'm a member of the Apartment Association of Greater Dallas. And that makes me a member of the texas apartment association i can use the texas apartment association lease as well other different places where you can go to get those leases that will be in your favor just have your attorney take a look as well if you decide to draft one on your own make sure you're protected so very broadly that's what we're doing buying a house buying it right renovating it putting a resident into pra- into place leasing and then managing other parts of the process that I'll mention here. Actually, I want to get to insurance. You know, part of the, the concept today is the notion of of mitigating risk, especially as we're, we are in some uncertain times right now. There are certain things we do having that great team, having that equity capture, that buffer that mitigates risk. Insurance is a big piece of our Operations that help us mitigate risk. There's insurance in place as we do the renovations. Typically, builder's risk, and once we're through with the renovations, we'll just put a, a typical uh, fire and dwelling policy into place. Replacement cost. Talk with your insurance agent. Insurance agent. If it's a captive agent, you might find an insurance broker because they'll shop multiple, uh, multiple companies, find you the best rate, and the best terms. But you want to find one. You want to go with replacement cost and not actual cash value in texas we may have tdp3 tdp1 talk with your agent about that but i want if i have a catastrophe if i have something happen i want that thing replaced actual cash value is only going to pay you what that house was worth at a depreciated level meaning that if you rehabbed it 10 years ago let's say well 10 years later there's depreciation that has occurred that roof that you put on 10 years ago they're not going to give you the new value they're just going to give you the, the half-life value because it's depreciated. That's actual cash value. And that takes me to my <laughs> my situation. I goofed up. I filed a hail claim. We had hail. I mean, it absolutely occurred. Uh adjuster was out there looking at the roof and asked me, How old's the roof? I don't really know. I know the roof was there when I bought the house. I know we made some minor repairs because a tree limb was on the roof, but aside from that, looked great when I bought it. Had some hail damage. My answer, I said, I don't know, it's probably about ten or twelve years. I should have stopped talking there. But I went on to say, shoot, I don't know, it could be 15 years old. Ding, 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 ding. Adjuster latched onto that number. And I learned painfully that a lot of insurance companies will not pay for the depreciated part of that roof if it is 15 years old and older. Now, again, did I know the age of the roof? No, I did not. Should I have said 15 years? Absolutely not. That was a big flag for the adjuster. So there's a portion on my uh, claim for non-recoverable depreciation. If you've ever filed a roof claim, typically you get the big check, you make the repairs, and you get the little depreciation check later. If you don't know what I'm talking about, talk with your insurance agent. Have them explain this to you, but I I won't I won't get that depreciation. Now, we'll be just fine because the estimate is we can get the work done for a good price, but don't if you don't know the age of the roof don't comment i don't know 10 years maybe certainly not 15. so other parts of the process insurance very important we didn't talk about hard money today but i did mention as part of that tennessee house i was looking at that the agent footnoted that this would be a hard money purchase i think that's a show we'll get into next week i'll see if i can bring someone on to talk with us about hard money because that is a very very pivotal part of our process when we're buying again because we are buying distressed houses we do have to renovate those we cannot typically go in with conventional financing because it's not insurable by the lender i'm not talking about regular insurance like we just discussed rather um, they cannot get insurance through fannie mae or freddie Mac. therefore i've got to do something different but it's a great deal how do i buy it hard money A lot of people hear that term and they get nervous. They see the, I don't even know what the rates, they've they've been moving around a little bit. Uh, They move up and down with interest rates as well, but 10, 12, maybe when I started 14%, that's a scary number, 14% per annum. But if I'm in and out in a month or two, I need that tool and it works for me. That's part of the team as well, having that great hard money lender, conventional lender you'll need as well to get out if you do the hard money route. Let's talk about that next week. But ultimately what happens You get to the end of that one, two, three, five-year hold period, sell that house, redeploy the capital, onward and upward, get that cash flow snowball rolling. It's not as hard as you think. So in summary, why real estate to get to financial freedom? Look, there are lots of ways to mitigate risk. We've mentioned a few throughout the course of the show. Above all, though, we make money five ways. I need that cash flow. I have to build that cash flow snowball to get to financial freedom, but along the way I enjoy all those other benefits that you don't have in any of your other investments. Take a moment and look at what you're invested in right now and I think you'll see that. Big big message though, you have to get started. I want you to go to our website, lifestylesunlimited.com, click on the free workshop button and see where we have those coming up. That's a great place to go to learn more, to learn about how we do make our money and to learn about apartments as well great way to go. Houses, apartments, get on the road to financial freedom. I thank you for listening today. And remember, it's not the money, it's the lifestyle. You have a great day.